Hello, you are listening to Cody's podcast, a podcast where I share my stories and experiences with you as I build for World Uatland Champs in Almere, Holland in September. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy. Well, lads, just before I get into episode three there and leave you all listen to that, I just want to have a big shout out to Ryan Byrne. Ryan Byrne of Ryan Byrne Graphics designed me my new podcast logo. As you can see, he did a great job with it. Ryan is a fantastic person to work with. Ryan's attention to detail is absolutely astounding. Like every little piece of detail, the thought that's put into that logo the amount of drafts he sends you. He wants every little thing to be perfect for the client. And lads, I'd highly recommend Ryan if any of you have any graphic design you want done. He's absolutely phenomenal to work with. So big thanks to Ryan. Well, lads, Coley's pod, episode three. How's everyone doing? So this episode is going to be a Q&A. I put um, a few Q&A things on my Instagram. From that, I got a bunch of questions. I narrowed it down to 20 questions, depending on, like, you know, there were some variations, some were similar. Some I just private messaged to answer, some, you know, just didn't suit, like, the actual topic. So there's 20 questions. So I suppose let's get raring into that. So question number one, how has COVID affected your prep? Uh, realistically, COVID has slowed it down a bit with the fact that events we're looking at duathlons normally would start in January. They're now going to be pushed off to possibly we're looking at maybe end of summer, autumn kind of time. That's good in a way. The fact the world champs are in September, so we should be able to get some race prep before then. It is a bit annoying in the fact like now group training is pretty much done. A lot of training now is done individually. Group training, I always find is really beneficial. You can push yourself more in a group. And again, for the morale, the social side, that is a bit hard. I am a bit introverted in nature, so it hasn't been the end of the world. But at the same time, too, it would be nice to have. So that's pretty much that one. Number two, worst thing about training. I think, to be honest, it's the amount of time the training takes. Like, you know especially in the winter, it's the amount of time it takes to put on kit, go out on your bike. By the time you're home, wash the bike, take a shower, roll out, stretch. And it's that time period, and especially in winter where you could be doing four-hour rides. I think, to be honest, from that perspective, then you don't really have much of a social life. You give up a good bit of social events and different things like that in order to cater for your training. Training comes first. It can affect you mentally, but in ways too, you know, you kind of, if you really love the sport, you just think, well, you know, I love it. So it's worth it in the end. Question number three, best result in youth cross country. In youth cross country, I had to delve back for this one. And I got 15 to Munsters and 42nd in the All-Ireland, as far as I can see. Uh, wasn't the best runner. Wasn't the worst. Someone had to be average. Um, the Munsters, I had a really good... I think that was under 13. I got the 15th. But in senior boys in cross country in secondary school, I also managed to actually match that with 15th as well with less running training. I was solely just cycling then. So I think that was a good result. And in the All-Ireland 42nd, I think I've only ever ran one 
cross country all Ireland, even though I've qualified for three. And it's absolutely hectic. Like if you don't get out like a good place at the start, you're actually, there's so many people there. You're actually just packed into the corral and you're just packed into a bunch and you can't move. And I actually felt like I actually finished the all Ireland being slightly fresh, which I know is kind of funny. You know, you've just ran like, I think it was 6,000 meters and I came in and I had more energy to expend. So if I ever do somehow run all Ireland in the future, I know to get off the line quick, not to get bunched up. Number four, least favorite thing about secondary school. I believe it was the subjects, to be honest. Um, I just don't like the lack of variation and the fact you have to take so many. So again, it's like anything. Some subjects will interest you, some won't. And it's kind of just a bit of a trawl going into the subjects you don't like day in, day out. But I got through it. I'm in college now. Don't have that problem anymore. So happy days. Number five, with the world's pushback, is it a blessing or a curse? Very good question. Um, it's a bit of both, to be honest. It's a blessing in the fact that I'm relatively new to duathlon in the grand scheme of things. So I have another year of development, more running, etc. Like just more time to prepare. It's a curse in the way like motivation. It's so far away now. You're kind of just, it's out of grasp. You're kind of, it's a bit annoying in that sense. And everyone else has the same amount of time to develop, to train. But I think it's like the blessings outweigh the curse in ways. Number six, quick breakdown of a typical duathlon. What times would you be aiming for in each discipline? Uh, so duathlons, we'll just use the worlds, for example. That's 10, run 10K, cycle 40K, run 5K. You have transitions in between the runs and the cycles. So transition one, you take off your runners, you hop onto your bike. Transition two, off the bike, runners back on. For the first 10K, I'd be hoping to run 35 minutes for the 10K. Um, I think that's maybe, I think it's around 350, sub 350. Um, I, you'd have to get back to me per kilometer in that. The bike um, depends on the course, really. I'd be hoping for less than an hour and hopefully averaging more than 40K an hour. The fact the bike is my strong point, it's hard to know. And for the 5K, you'd be ho- I'd be hoping to run 17 minutes in around there for the last 5k all in all you know it's i'm gonna have to improve my running a good bit to be able to do it after a cycle and i think to be honest the main thing with the duathlon is i have a relatively fast transition anyway but it's just fueling it's just preparation number seven best cafe stop for pancakes uh i have to say coach house coffee i'm a bit biased in the fact that i go there uh probably too often for pancakes during the winter season but um it's handy there's a lovely road to it it's a nice spin it's a nice day out and top class pancakes please sponsor me just jokes all around eight give a minute recap of the hardest body max spin uh, the hardest body max spin was a day where it was just me connor henry sean hassey and Carl. it started absolutely bucketing rain um I think all of us were so cold. Like we were wringing out our gloves. It was one of those spins where like Cahill broke his rear derailleur hanger. So Cahill ended up sitting in like just standing in the ditch waiting for a lift home. And you know, when everyone's like really, really tired and they're rolling through in the group. So like in cycling, we all roll through like just to get like break the wind for each other. 
it was kind of one of those days where like the max you'd put on the front is like one minute and everyone was equally just dead it it was just horrendous i remember like absolutely just like put me i think my mother brought a dressing gown she picked me up in carrick like that's where like we did the spin too and well that's where the spin finished i remember getting a dressing gown on just trying to get heat back into me like it was mad but a uh, solid day of training, I must say, after all that, which is kind of funny. Nine, what sport-related achievement are you most proud of? I'd have to say it's probably the Irish team selections. There's just, I don't know, there's something magical when you put on an Irish tri-suit or like an Irish jersey. You know, it just feels epic. It glows in the dark. I like, it's just one of those feelings, you know, you just take so much pride in it. So many people strive to wear it and just to get aware, like, you know, it's never something I take for granted. Would you ever, con- number 10, sorry. Would you ever consider getting into triathlon? Uh, have looked into it. The thing about it is um, I'm not a great swimmer. I don't know if that's just down to not taking, like, you know, the time. Swimming takes a lot of your time. I like, I talk to triathletes and they say you need to be in the pool six, seven days a week. It would be a big jump. I'd have to really consider it. I'd have to commit as well. You know, but I wouldn't write it off for the future, but at the present moment, you know, I'm fixed on, I have cycling goals, I have duathlon goals, maybe a few years down the line, but for the present moment, uh, I'm all in on duathlon cycling. Question 11, did you kill a bear in Colligan for the Matt Turbo one? Uh, yes, the bear followed me around, and when I was doing hill reps, the bear died of exhaustion trying to keep up to me. In reality, I think the mat was bought in Shaw's, but I could be wrong there. Question 12. How do you vary food, the food you eat so that you don't get fed up the same over and over? Good question. Um, I try to keep a good variation of just food. So I kind of, I tend to plan my week. Now again, I try and eat lean meats, chicken, turkey for the majority of the week i try to eat red meat twice a week and i try to eat oily fish twice a week so my proteins are the basis of the meal different things like with chicken stir fry the chicken grill the chicken you know have a chicken curry fajitas different things like that i'll always get veg in some way whether i often stir fry my veg i find that's the tastiest way to have veg Again, if you're having a roast, though, boil the veg. Mince meat. Again, you can put that into a stir fry. You can make burgers. You can make meatballs. So, and then, you know, you've got your carbs. Pasta is a good one. Rice, quinoa, potatoes, different things like that. Potatoes, mash, chop them, wedge them. You know, rice is rice. I try and just vary it that way. So, like, I'll have a different blend of carb. I'll have, I might do my veg differently. My protein is cooked differently. Sauces I find are a very good way to like vary your meals, like different sauces, like a sweet and sour sauce or a curry sauce that can just change the whole entire meal. And I find recipe books are really helpful. I don't know about like anyone else here, but I'm, I'm constantly like sticking to what I know, even with roots. I'll just ride the same roots all the time. So I find recipe books are really, really handy in that regard, you know, Try it, you know. I especially find it in the off season where nutrition like isn't of the utmost importance. That's when I'll try my recipes. And if I like a recipe, I'll write it down and I might use that. 
So that's how I avoid variation. I get a bit of variation in my food anyway. 13, would you consider going for longer courses like Powerman or Ironman? Um, for those of you who don't know, first of all, Powerman is like the Ironman of like duathlon, if that makes sense. So like a middle distance Powerman is a 10K run, a 60K cycle, and a 10K run as well, I think. And the full distance is a 10K run, 150K cycle, and a 30K run. I just looked that up there for confirmation. Um, I'll start with the Ironman. Certainly an Ironman, I'd love to do it someday. It definitely is on the bucket list. I suppose the main thing there is I want to leave my body adapt. And I'd have to put a few years aside for prep. Like you'd want to be doing a half Ironman beforehand. You run, I'd want to run a marathon. I want to start taking up swimming because the swim distance is huge. The cycling would stand to me, but at the same time too, you know, you've got to blend that with your running and your swimming. Um, in the case of Powermans, I have qualified for middle distance Powermans. Now, I think the main reason I haven't accepted the like qualifications and done them, like I've qualified for the world champs and the European champs and them, it mainly just due to my lack of running mileage. I feel like I really need to get up that running miles in order to be able to do it because like you're running 20k that's close to a half marathon as well as cycling 60k so like i'd really need to be doing higher running mileage and kind of working on that endurance end certainly again wouldn't write it off as for the full distance again i'd really really need to be running there to be running 40k and 150k cycle i feel as i get older as you get older your endurance becomes better so possibility again but, you know, for the present moment, we've just got to focus on duathlons and the cycling. Number 14, any other sporting interests besides cycling and running and duathlon? Uh, I'm quite interested in basketball. Uh, follow a good bit of the NBA. I dribble a bit in my back, um, in my front garden between lectures with college online. You know, just get a bit of fresh air, frustration out of have a basketball hoop. Uh, favorite basketball team is the Brooklyn Nets. Follow that fairly avidly. Bit of fun. 15. Favorite hype song? Uh, Misery Business by Paramore. I'm a big Paramore Sen fan. That's probably my favorite band. So that's a bit of my hype song. 16. Who is your sporting hero? Um, well, when first coming into the sport in the professional ranks, like, you know, you looked, I looked up at Sam Bennett because, you know, he's an Irish sprinter. I think it's just a thing with cycling. Like, you just look at all the sprinters because they look epic coming in. On the local scene, I used to really like um, look up to Eddie Dunbar and Michael O'Loughlin. I remember watching uh, Eddie win the national champs and Michael lose out in just like, I'd say, a tire with in the national champs in 2014 in Blarney. I just remember thinking they were epic. Eddie's gone on to huge heights and Michael O'Loughlin is a serious hitter still. Still look up to them. Locally, then, I used to look up to the likes of Mark Flav and John Hodge, Daryl Kearns, just watching them do Ross Moon, the Ross. John Hodge, like, serious operator. And, like, as I've grown older, I've the admiration for those lads has really grown. The fact, like, what they were doing at the weekends and races, like, having full-time jobs, having kids, it's absolutely amazing, like, how they do it. Like, you know, Flav and getting in the breakaway in the Ross, and he was the only domestic rider in his late 30s, like, and he's a self-employed carpenter and 
he's winning duathlons. That's like amazing stuff. John had like won two M40s, national champs back to back, two kids work shifts. Like, you know, I think those are the heroes you should really look up to, like, you know, compared to your pro cyclists and things. Now, that's not taking away from pro cyclists by any means, but still, it's an amazing feat in itself. Favorite coffee stop? The place where you get the pancakes. Coach House Coffee. Just can't beat it again. You know, great location. It is a good enough, like, when you can cycle at least, in it, like, it takes an hour if you just want to cycle there directly, so it's a good two-hour spin. We can go on the coast road. And then just hop on the way back. So it's ideal just for like any kind of form of distance. Uh, 18, favorite junk food? Any form of chocolate, I will consume it in huge bulks. I just have an addiction for it. Uh, like, you know, my diet is fairly good, but like if I wrote down the amount of chocolate I ate, it's probably concerning. But, you know, I like to think I work hard so I can indulge in a bit of chocolate every so often. 19, what runners do you use? For everyday runs, uh, I swear by Nike Pegasus. They're just my go-to run um, runners, like absolutely solid. I think I've been using them since I'm 13. And on race day, I have a set of Nike Vaporflies. It's like running on clouds and springs. They're just class, but they're saved away for the special days. And the final question, number 20. What's my favorite quote? Uh, my favorite quote is, enjoy the journey, enjoy every moment, and quit worrying about winning and losing that just really goes back to like my mother always asking me after a race, like, you know, did you enjoy it? Not the start. Like it was cause I'd come second last in a cross country race. As I got better and actually started like winning categories and stuff like that, you know what? Like it really came back to it. Like, do you enjoy it? Like, that's just it. Like, you know, if we were all doing it for when we won it, like if we were winning, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing it at all. That's the problem. Like you're going to lose more than you win. And it really goes back to that, just going out there and enjoy it. Like, and as much as like, we're really tense at the start line, we're so fixated on this focus. And if you don't win when you're that tuned in, like, and focused, you're just going to get annoyed at the end. And you know what? Like, if you're just out there, the hard work's put in the train and on the start line, you're just there and you're taking it all in and you're just happy out to be there and just go out and enjoy it. I actually think you're going to perform better. And that's just me. So yeah, those were the 20 questions and this was my Q&A episode. Thanks for everyone for listening in. I'd appre- and I appreciate everyone who listens every week. Uh, any feedback, please message me on Instagram. Keep a tune out there. Again, for like more Q&As, suggestions, feedback boxes, anything like that. And I suppose I'll catch you at the next episode. Thanks for listening.